Hello, everybody. Hey, welcome back to the neighborhood. We are so glad you are joining us. We are in episode three. Are we halfway through the season? We are halfway through the season. Wow. Spoiler alert. Wow. Halfway through. We hope you guys have enjoyed it so far. If you're here now, either you didn't like it and you want to continue to not like it, or you really love it and you're going to continue to love it and somebody told you about it and now you're here. So either way, we're glad you are listening. We're so glad you're here. So today's topic, I'm going to ask, Shay and I are going to answer a question for you guys, which will then lead into what we're going to talk about for this episode. So Shay, my question for you is, what brings you in today? I want to have a water birth. All right. Uh, <laughs> let me get you somebody who can help you with that. I mean, I can, but... As it can be if it needs to be, you know. I'm really just I'm gonna go where I'm needed. Children go where I send me. How shall I? Say? Yeah, that's that. Okay, you can ask your room. <laughs> <laughs> okay, speaking of water births, though, what is as an L and D nurse or even as a midwife, what is your favorite type of birth, like to attend or to be a part of, to be the to be the primary nurse of? As the primary nurse, you know I love a good water birth. I really do. Mm-hmm. You know that's my ministry. Okay? Listen, somebody got to do it. They're like, is the water birth coming up to the floor? I like it. No, Shay really did used to be like the water birth queen. Like, <laughs> And there were certain providers who would request Shay for their water births that were coming up. And all of us would happily pass it to her. <laughs> No, that is Shay's thing. That is, that's for sure Shay's thing. Okay, a good water birth. A good water birth. Okay. I also love a good hypnobirth. Okay, tell the people what hypnobirth is because they're going to be like, girl, what? what what's a hypnobirth? You a horrible definition? Tell us, tell us what happens in a hypnobirth and why is it called that, I guess. Hypnobirthing is a technique like used for as a method of pain management to use during labor and birth. It involves like visualization, relaxation, deep breathing exercises, imagery, all of those kinds of things to separate um, mind and body. What it does is create a positive experience birthing a child versus mental negativity that can come along with it. A true hypnobirth, the mama, like, literally trains for it. Like, from the time she finds out that she's pregnant, she does the classes. She mentally hypnotizes herself during delivery to separate her mind and body from the pain of labor. Wow. Wow. It's actually really, really nice to see. Listen, I feel like Shay has seen so much more cool stuff than It, like, when it's time to, like, deliver to birth, baby, babies are not pizzas. It's mm, fine. I mean, yeah, um, I got you. All my midwife friends would cuss me out. For that. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's actually a book. Anyway, <laughs> we'll write that down. <laughs> anyway, um, when it actually comes time, like, the mom, you can tell she's not with you. 
Like, you don't ask any questions. The room is quiet. She doesn't, like, the two that I've been in, she doesn't even make a sound. Wow. Wow. It's literally like stuff you see in movies. Like, I snap my fingers. And she's back. Like, legit. Wow. Yeah. And she just kind of, like, breathes her baby on down and out. Like, and then... Her partner or whoever her support person is that has trained with her, mm-hmm. they do their little thing to bring her out of, you know, whatever it is. And then she enjoys her baby. Oh, wow. Like I said, did y'all even know that was a thing? Only two real ones. Only two real And you've been, what, seven, what's, you were six years? Been doing LD for six years? Yeah. Wow. And we worked at a lot of places. I was seen too. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, patients were like, oh, I'm going to hypnobirth. And then... They don't really like, they haven't really prepared for a hypnobirth. Haven't really done their research. They haven't trained. Like I said, this is an actual training. Like somebody trains you to hypnotize yourself. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You really just, you really learn something new every day in this field. I mean, I've heard it mentioned, but like, I didn't know it was legit, like, complete separation from, yeah. from what's actually going on with your body. A lot of times, like, the room is dark. Nobody talks. Like, you're just kind of there to facilitate whatever is happening on her end. Hmm. That's so interesting. Wow. Speaking of interesting. Oh, gosh. You ever had a patient that, like, this is a little vulgar? Because you can't feel pain and pleasure at the same time. So have you ever had a patient, like, stimulate herself? sexually mm-hmm. well i guess in that sense it's not sexually but like play with her clitoris mm-hmm. while she is in labor yeah like contracted no i've heard i've heard about it being done because like you said it kind of disassociates the patient from the pain but i have not witnessed i have not taken care of a patient myself that has done that you done that too i didn't deliver her like i didn't birth her baby but i was in there while she was like pro yeah she actually had her partner doing it. Huh? Okay, wait. Think about like how much, how how long can you actually play with yourself before you're not mentally like I don't want to do this no more. You know, like I feel like I guess. by her partner doing it, it gave a little maybe. Okay, but you know, like maybe, but I mean, like the clitoris is a very sensitive like area. You can only do that for so long before, like I feel like. I think at that point she was just trying anything right but yes she like they were seeing crisscross applesauce in the bed like oh some lamaze class type stuff mm-hmm. like he was sitting behind her and she was sitting crisscross applesauce and when she would have a contraction she lean her head back and she's like oh okay i'm having a contraction and you would wow really stimulate her what not I knew again <laughs> knew it was a thing because I saw it on Grey's Anatomy, but really? but I knew before that like it was a thing. But listen, and you know what, she, y'all are learning a lot today. I'm gonna actually research it because she's the only one that I have ever seen do it. Mm. So maybe she's out on Grey's too. Maybe, but no, this was how long ago was? But this was this is not no some old Grey's. I was about to say this was when we were. At our first job together. Oh, no, baby. This came on Grey's, like, a couple seasons ago. So that happened way before I even saw it on Grey's. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, 
This is on Grey's when Katarina just got there. You know, Deluca's sister? Yeah, that's how new, like, like she had a patient do that. So that's how you know how new it is on Grey's. Shout out to Grey's Anatomy. I love that show. Um, love that. Well, y'all have learned a lot in the first seven minutes of the podcast episode. <laughs> With that being said, Brie, what is your favorite time? Oh, man. I have a few. Um, I think my favorite is a good stop and drop. And if you know, you know, um, stop and drop is literally when someone comes in nine, ten centimeters and has a baby within like the first few minutes of being literally in the room. Oh, yeah, baby. Like coming in the wheelchair on one cheek, like rolling in. I love those because I think I like the hustle and bustle of it all. Like within the first five minutes, you need a table, you need blankets, you need a provider, you need an IV, you need like it's a lot of things you gotta do. And I think it's just like bam, 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 bam. And then like baby's here. Like, you know, they come in the room, they're already like, eh. and it's like, oh, put your put your gloves on, put your gloves, put your gloves on, put your gloves on. And and you know, usually it's more tips, but I mean, like, that's my favorite. I love a good stop and drop. I love a surprise gender. Those are my favorites when the parents don't know what the gender is. And usually it's some patients like for, or some birthing parents like for their partner to tell them what the gender is. Say like, what have you seen? Like, yes. How do they tell the gender? Yes. That's, that's, a, that's my favorite. And literally I make sure the provider knows like, okay, we're not going to say the gender. We're going to let dad or whoever tell mom what the gender is. Um, those are always my favorites because the mamas are always like super surprised because a lot of times they're like, I was wrong. I thought it was a boy. So those are always fun. And of course I like a rainbow baby. I feel like those are always sweet. What rainbow baby is when, um, the previous pregnancy ended in a loss and now they are having, um, another baby right after that. So yeah, those are my favorites. Stop and drop for sure though. Like hands down. Oh, Oh Yeah. Yeah, the job is good when you got the right people in the room. It is. It is. Yeah, it can be chaotic if you don't have the right people. But I've, I guess I've never. No, I won't say never because I'm. You know, my career's not over. <laughs> but I feel like all of mine have ended, have ended well. You know, like they come in and like that baby, that girl that had a baby in her pants. Wild, wild night. <laughs> that now that we're gonna catch that baby, Bria. I really did. Her pants caught it. I know, but that was your precipitous delivery. It would have been had she told me the baby was coming out, but she didn't. So, okay, short story. Patient comes in through triage. She has a history of preterm birth. I see her in the wheelchair. I'm like, mm, it's giving. She's for real in labor. So bring her back to triage. I don't even get her pants off. She stands up. Her water breaks everywhere. And I'm like, nope, to the floor you go because I already know it's about to happen. So I zoom her over to the floor. Like, I leave a trail of water all the hallway. <laughs> Y'all, keep in mind, the patient never said a word. She ne- she didn't moan. She didn't groan. She didn't say the baby's cut. She said nothing. I was going to say, I was prepping your room. Yeah. Y'all were in the room ready. Yeah, yeah I, I had gloves on. We were ready. I thought she was going to get in the bed, take her pants off, and have a baby. No, no, she, yeah, she took her pants off, right, with the baby within it. Yeah. Like... Literally, I could, like, when I touched her, I said, oh, shit, the baby's already out. <laughs> Sorry. Literally pull her pants down. Baby's like, boom, right there. I literally rub over him one time. Stim, he starts crying. It's beautiful. Great. Again, a, a very, now that was a fun stop and drop. 
But I had that wheelchair on one wheel trying to get her to the room because I knew what was about to happen. Like she was a multi, which means she had had a baby before. I think it's like baby number three or four. Mm-hmm. They had all been preterm. Like, yeah, it was like, okay, somebody hit the app guard button because baby's out. And yeah, did a minute, you know, delay clerk. He was crying. He could say, you know, delay course lamping. And we cut him and that was it. It was great. Okay, so very quickly, what is one thing you would like to happen in your career before you like leave bedside? Oh, like, oh, I want to do that. Like, kind of thing. Have a baby in call. I have not had one. Really? Haven't had, I've had one come very close, but like, as soon as, like, like, soon as baby came out, it like, like, Ah, but I have not had an in call baby, which, oh, maybe I should say what in call is. Sorry. In call is when the baby is born and still inside the amniotic sac. The amniotic sac is still intact. So the water hasn't broken. So the baby comes out like fully like intact in the sac and you have to actually break it itself. I feel like um, one of the midwives, Fran, I feel like she has them all the time. Literally. I've had one with um, Kim. Which one? Sharon. Oh, love her. Oh, hey, Kim. But yeah, so that's one. And. But I only have one. They're very rare. I was going to say, they're, you, there's, they're rare. That might be, I feel like everything else that I like really want to see, I've kind of seen it already. Why'd you say something really good? And I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, that too. But go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> As a midwife, there are two things on my list that I want to do. Oh, and gosh. I pray that neither one of them come and bite me in the butt. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I want to have a baby in a parking lot. Like, I get called to the, Shay, we need you out here because she. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. That adrenaline thing, man, it it do be kind of fun, yeah. yeah. And then I want to also catch a baby in a sheet. Like, in a what? In a sheet. Like, I don't have time to put on gloves. Like, no, I don't want to touch your wet baby, but. Oh, I've had one of those. Sheet? Okay. No, I'm jelly. No, no, I've had one. That was the first time I caught a baby, like, you know, I don't, you know, I always have a provider in the room. Do no, no, no. I, I don't do them on purpose. Let me say that. I do not do precipitous deliveries on purpose. But at a certain facility, I felt like that was my calling card. Like, people knew that that's what I... Yeah, and precipitous meaning, like, the baby comes too fast where you don't have a provider in the room, so the nurse ends up delivering. Never did that on purpose if any of my employees... <laughs> I swear. So, I, I had one, had a baby... Well, this newer nurse had been pushing. I went in the room just to, like, help out. She's pushing, she's pushing, she's pushing. And I literally said, okay, on the next set, you know, next contraction, we can probably just call the provider because she's crowned up nicely. But she had been, like, that back and forth thing for a while. And literally, I I have on no gloves because I'm thinking, oh, she's going to crown up and, like, it's just going to, you know, crown up. We got time. No, we did not have time. Um, Literally, the next push... I saw the head coming and I was like, it, I said in my head, it's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. And literally it was like, boop, like head and newer nurse, another newer nurse. And literally I just like ran up, checked if I had a nuchal. I did it. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and push. And I just, baby, came down. I was like, yay. So I, I have caught a, a barehanded, oh, barehanded baby. I didn't have time for anything. That head came out and it was, I say, literally, I put my hand like at the top just to see and 
and the, the whole baby, like head, shoulders, baby. All in one. <laughs> I was like, all right. But yeah, I have. I have caught a, a, a bare hand, a bare hand, oh, baby. I'm jealous. I feel like something like that will happen in my career, though. But that oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. That sounds kind of fun. That sounds fun. That sounds fun. Okay. So with all that, with all of our lovely stories, we are going to talk about some of the different kinds of births um, that you can have, whether it's inside a facility, in a hospital, or even in the comfort of your own home. So first up, we're going to talk about hospital births. So as you know, there are different hospitals. You have teaching hospitals, rural hospitals, um, and then just like, I hate to say regular schmegular, but you know, just I mean, yeah, a regular hospital. Hospitals that do have like birth restrictions. Like I worked at a hospital that don't do anything under thirty five. Mm-hmm. They are also like LDRP, so you yeah. might have labor and delivery separate, or you might have labor and delivery all together. Like together. you deliver and stay postpartum in the same room. Like yeah. your entire stay is in one room. Yeah. The one thing I do want to reiterate. Well, not reiterate, I guess, but say is just that I know I you see a lot of people, you know, saying, well, you should just have your baby at home. It's so dangerous to have a baby in the hospital. It's so dangerous to have a baby in the hospital. You might as well just have a baby at home. You really have to know what you're doing when you have a baby at home. Yeah. But also, you can have an at-home experience in the hospital. Absolutely. I've seen it done. I've taken care of plenty of women who are not hooked up to anything. I listen with a Doppler. The lights are dim. It's not a whole lot of it's not a whole lot of rigmarole going on. They have an IV because let me tell you something. Don't let nobody tell you that you don't need one of those, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But you can have an at-home experience in the hospital. Absolutely, you absolutely can. Um, you know, like some hospitals, we've worked at a facility where they actually have queen size beds in some of the rooms. Mm-hmm. And so, like it's not even a hospital bed. It's yeah, literally it's like a queen size bed. It's a queen size bed. There's no like IV pole. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's only one machine, and that's literally like the computer for charting. Mm-hmm. And we doppler babies. Yeah. Like, and there's like a baby warmer in the event that something happens with baby and we need right. to take the baby over. But I had a wonderful delivery in one of those rooms like a few months ago. Like, second baby came in. She was a group beta strep positive. But she got her, I think she only got one dose in, unfortunately. But, I mean, she labored great. She was in the water. She was in the tub. She called me. She said, mm, I'm feeling pushy. Got her out of the tub. She was nine. Her water broke. She had a baby within, like, 30 minutes. Beautiful. It was fantastic. She wasn't hooked up to anything. Listen. You know, it was great. So, you can certainly have a home birth experience in the hospital, it's just making sure that you communicate that. One with your provider and not just on the day that you arrive. That's something that you need to talk to either talk with your provider about very early on, like what your wishes are as far as um, what you what you wish your birth experience to be like. Um, so talking with your provider. And then once you arrive at the hospital, talking to your nurse about it. Tell her what you like, yeah. um, what your preferences are, what you would prefer to have as far as monitoring goes. Um, and of course, all those things need to um, fit within the guidelines of being safe. Um, you know, if there are medical reasons that we need to have you on the monitor, you know, things can change within, you know, that birth plan. But trust me, it's changed for your safety and for babies, not for the convenience of staff. Right. And I'm so glad that you said that a lot of women birthing persons come in with the idea, I have a birth plan. This is the plan and I'm going to stick to this plan. And 
babies got them out of their own. And any parent will tell you that. Babies <laughs> don't care what your plan is <laughs> in the womb or out. You thought you were going to the grocery store at 10 o'clock? Guess what? I'm going to poop white up my back at 945. And we are not leaving the house at 10 o'clock. We, it's not going to be till 1030, okay? Babies, we are on this baby schedule, truly. They're like, oh, I have a birth plan. And I'm like, let's call it something else. Because as soon as mm-hmm. you say plan, it's never going to be what you think it is. It never so is. We have birth preferences. We prefer to do x y and the plus mm-hmm. um however understand that that might not be the case and do your research and understand that why you do the things that you do yes. i have a lot of people come in and they're like i don't want pitocin and i'm like okay why because it can cause you to have a c-section um okay i'm gonna pull up a stool and we're gonna talk and that's literally uh, we just a lot of times it's just a simple conversation of where did you learn that why do you think that's going to happen to you? And what do I need to do to make you feel more secure in how this is going to go? You know what? I think that comes to from like providers talking to patients in the office because yes, Pitocin increases the risk of a C-section. However, being pregnant increases the risk of a C-section. And it's mm-hmm. a lot of times the Pitocin is going to actually lower the risk of a C-section because you're not laboring for 97 hours and also we have to remember that the medicine itself is not causing you to have a c-section like i think people think like how people think that if you take a like if you give your baby a vaccine it causes a lot you know like that i think people think like pitocin makes you have a c-section but they don't understand the why or the rationale behind that a lot of times that happens because the Pitocin ends up like getting too high and now we have too many contractions back to back and then it causes baby to be in distress. That's what causes a C-section, not the Pitocin itself, if that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? And I think a lot of times if you just break that part down, it's like, oh, okay. And then when I explain that, oh yeah, by the way, Pitocin, it's a little bit by a little bit by a little bit. It's not, I open the clamp and it just runs in all at one time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you really are going back. But once I explain, like, oh no, 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 I start at this number, I go up by this number, and if I don't need to give you any more, then I don't give you any more. And then they're kind of like, oh, okay. So it's it's a lot of it is just education and making sure patients understand the reason why we do things that we do. But you can you can most certainly have a safe delivery in a hospital and it can even have that home birth experience if that's what you desire so let's move on to hot topics (laughs) (laughs) i like i i've said before and i will say it again i truly love a water birth so a water birth is where you birth your baby under some kind of water Mm -hmm. i've also seen somebody do it like in a lake like a stream not like my personal i've seen Mm -hmm. but you know, we see all types of craziness on them. And not to say that anybody... Central media? That, but, yes. Like a freshwater stream? Yeah. Like they had a baby there? Yeah. <laughs> like butt naked in a stream. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, that's all I have to say about it. I, I don't have much more to, to comment on that. <laughs> While saying water breath, you can have a water breath at home. Mm-hmm. Like when talking about all these places, you can have a water birth at home. Some hospitals do water birth. Yes. If that is your choice, I will always say and say it again, do your research and find out if that hospital offers that. Mm-hmm. 
as far as water births go, make sure that you and your baby are safe enough to get in water. Mm-hmm. If you have blood pressures through the roof mm-hmm. or a bleeding disorder or you are contracting too much, your baby doesn't show signs that it is doing well under you know the mm-hmm. stress of contraction. Those are all reasons why you cannot, yeah. like it just wouldn't be safe yeah. to get in the water. Yeah. As well as this is your baby is coming from water into water. Mm-hmm. So as long as they don't take that first breath, you know. Like, and then you dip them back under there. Yeah. Now that's different. Yeah. If you stand up and heads out. Don't you put your <laughs> You can't put your body back in the water. Like if you continue to stay underwater, you birth your baby from water to water, mm-hmm. they will be fine. But the risk comes from, like we get a lot of questions like, my baby gonna drown? No. No. You are more at risk for drowning. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people... There's a certain like relaxation that happens. I was gonna say, do you kind of like not faint, but like do you kind of just like yeah, yeah, and you just kind of sink into yeah, the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl, please get your face out of the water. <laughs> um, most places like for your water to be at least belly button level or higher. Yeah, like at least up to mm-hmm. breast. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, make sure your provider does water birth. Because let me tell you something. There are certain practices, and people come in and be like, I want to do a water birth. And I'm thinking to myself, babe, babe, I know your doctor. They don't even do water births. So you have not talked to anybody at that practice about what your wishes are for today. So make sure your provider, again, I think this is so important to talk to your provider throughout your entire like pregnancy about what you want your desires to be. And I know I've heard, you know, I've heard things like, I don't have time. I feel rushed. I feel rushed in the office. Don't feel rushed. Do not feel like you are being rushed. And if you do feel like you're being rushed, voice that. Say that to somebody. Yeah. Whether it be the nurse that is, like, checking you in. Because a lot of times the nurses know. The nurses will know. Yeah. And, well, our patient's like, okay, let's answer your most like your three most important questions today uh-huh. and I'll see you in two weeks and we'll answer three more. Yeah. You know, like, or, you know, slide into my chart and be like, hey girl, I got a quick question. Can I do something? I love my patients. Because yeah, it's, it's super easy for providers to be like in the office and be like, oh, let me answer her question real quick. Da 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 And then boom, you've already got your answer. Yeah. <laughs> We're always somewhere where I can answer. Yeah. And if you feel rushed, tell me, be like, all right, Shay, look, Feel like this visit wasn't, you know, like up to your standard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. a water birth and laboring it in water are two very, very different things. Yeah, because I have worked at a facility where, yes, there are tubs available for you to labor in the water. Hydrotherapy. There is hydrotherapy available. Very nice tubs. Very nice. Nice gowns. Beautiful gowns. Nice tub. But baby, when it comes time for that baby to come out and you tell me, I feel like I need to push, you got to get out the water. Because, and it's a safety thing. It has nothing to do with us not wanting you to get in the water or stay in the water. This particular tub does not have that emergency like release. To where if I need to open the door to get in there with you, I can't. I feel like a, I got to climb over the tub 
to get it, that takes too long. That's not safe. Like, those tubs, if a mama, like, let's say a mama passes out or something. Oh, baby, it's going to be hard to scoop you out of there. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine. So, again, which, again, goes back to... It's a safety issue. It's it's all safety. Every single everything that we do is for the safety of 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 mama and baby. Every single time. Yeah. Glad we said that. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> y'all learned a lot today. <laughs> if you just now getting here, you came on a great day. You came on a great day. If you are new here, first off, welcome, 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 welcome you once, welcome you twice, when it be three times anymore. Moving on to other types of birth or other places of birth, mm-hmm. we have not mentioned birth centers. Yes. So birth centers or birthing centers are facilities that are like home mm-hmm. with a few hospital resources mm-hmm. like IVs or medications in the event of an emergency. Yeah. Do they have they have oxygen there? Oxygen? Yes. Oxygen. They have oxygen there. Um Does it, are there I have not worked in a birth center before, but Shay has. That's why I'm kinda like asking her these she loved it. Again, Waterworth girl. Um <laughs> were there things like for neonatal resuscitation if you needed it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? Nurses, even if you work in a hospital. I recommend taking the birth center NRP, mm-hmm. like neonatal resuscitation class, mm-hmm. because I felt like I learned so much more Wow! Yeah. in that class. And I felt so much safer because I did. Because they teach, because they teach you how to do it on your, like, you know what to do if you are literally just standing there, if it's just you. I was like, okay, I wholeheartedly feel comfortable. Resuscitation a baby. Yeah. You know, CPAP or blow by or whatever mm-hmm. until another resource gets here. Yeah. I would like to, ooh, I would like to take that. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I feel like, you know, I really like NRP. Yeah, you do. I like, I like the, I like the NRP. I do. I like, I like resuscitating the babies. Um, you got ooh. me for a good uh, fart rate. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. You know me. Shout out to, Mm, I don't learn how to deep suck. Listen, get me the baby. Your baby got a little something down up in there. Give me, give me a few minutes. I'm gonna get it out. I'm gonna get it out. But okay, that's that's good to know. So I mean, and there are birth centers here in North Carolina, which is where we live. Not a whole lot, but there are some. Yes. So I'm not sure if they're still there. There are no birth centers in the triad. So if you're in a triad area, right, right, right. None in the triad. Nothing in the triad. And I think that. Y'all correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Chapel Hills Wellness, Women's Wellness and Birth Center is still there. I think it is, yes. And then in Statesville, there's Natural Beginnings. Mm, yes, 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 yes. Now, I will say, if you are a VBAC, somebody who is trying to have a vaginal delivery after a cesarean, after a C-section, North Carolina is... Mm, yeah, but we can't. Okay, you can. <laughs> let me let me say that you can in a hospital setting. Yeah, yeah there it is. That's the in, thing. In in a, which, if you had one of those before, you you should want to be in a hospital facility. And as your nurse, as I will give you, if you want that home experience, we can have that. But I want you to have it in a hospital, and I'm gonna tell you why because. 
I have seen things go from perfectly fine to not fine at all in a matter of minutes. And I mean, like, not even, not 10, 15 minutes. I'm talking five. You know, things can go from bad to to not very, you know, they can go from good to not very good very fast. And you are at such a higher risk when you have had, you know, you have that uterine scar tissue there. So by all means, if you want to have that home birth experience, that's fine. And I promise you, whoever your nurse is, she can get that for you. She'll do that for you because you're at least, at least you're here in the facility with it. If, If things go south, we have everything we need here that can get you safe, get you a safe delivery, get this baby out if we need to. That's yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times the birth center is in like walking distance. I was about to say, of, it is yeah. very close, like literally like across the street or attached to their hospital. Mm-hmm. Or I think it's even like in a five mile radius. Like there has to be mm-hmm. a hospital that can do C sections mm-hmm. like close. Yeah. Period. Period. Love that. North Carolina law states. <laughs> <laughs> is this for the next one? No, this is for this one. Okay, like, okay. No VBACs at home. And no VBACs in a birth center setting. If you're going to be back, it has to be in a hospital setting. Mm-hmm. And it, if you're going to be back with a midwife, she has to be a certified nurse midwife. Okay. Like by North Carolina laws. In other states, you know, they have CPMs, lay midwives, whatever. What's a CPM? Tell the people what CPM. Uh, CPM, Certified Professional Midwife. Okay. Which means like if they've taken some sort of certification, mm-hmm. they just aren't, they didn't start off as a nurse. As a nurse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then lay midwives have like no. Like, is it like no med? No, I don't know. Let me, this ain't my expertise. Let me be quiet. <laughs> is it, well, obviously they don't have like a nursing background, right. but. Is it like any, like, can they do medical, like how, like medically, what are they able to do? So from my, not experience, but like. What your understanding? Yeah, from my understanding is that they are like Aunt Faye that's just been delivering babies at the house kind of a thing. Like they have years and years of experience, kind Mm -hmm. of, but like not necessarily medical professional training. Okay. Okay, and if you know more about, you know, lay midwives, by all means, reach out to us. Like, we love to learn more, obviously. We're always down to learn more so we can teach other people more. Um, by all means, let us know if you know a little more about lay midwives. You know, slide in our DMs and let us know what you know. Or if you had, if you are a lay midwife, tell us what you do and how that differs from, you know, as, what Shay does as a certified nurse midwife at the house. Home births. I love everything about birth, right? Right. All births are natural. I absolutely love everything about birth. Mm -hmm. I don't feel comfortable. And this is just because I don't like being in other people's spaces. Okay. I don't do home births. That's never been on my docket. Like to attend one or to just in general, you're just not really on the bandwagon of those? Both. Okay. Both. And like I said, that's just because I don't like being in other people's spaces. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. A, I was a like a nurse tech for a while, mm-hmm. and I did home health care and just like walking into other people's faces. I'm very scarred. Okay. Yeah. Now I will say, home births are legal in North Carolina as long as you have a certified nurse midwife. Yes. Which is 
a little bit different across other states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. A lot of people ask that, like, is home birth legal? Yes. That was my question, honestly. <laughs> I thought, like, it, I think you can do it at home. Like, you can. North Carolina is one of four, maybe, maybe five, that are, like, supervisory, where they have to have a physician back them. Right. The nurse midwife the has nurse to have med- a yeah. has to have a physician. The nurse midwife has to have a physician back them. If I'm not mistaken, you can do it without a physician backing in Virginia. That makes sense. Sorry, but like you go further into like Georgia and you can't do it. Okay, or vice versa, something like that. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, home birth is exactly what it sounds like. Um, you have your baby at home. Um, Shout out to Tiana Taylor. Yeah, that was on accident. But we, <laughs> Shay and I know someone who purposefully had two babies at home. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful deliveries, beautiful kids, wonderful person. I absolutely love that person to death. Uh, we worked with her for a, a good, a long time, actually. Um, and she is a great labor nurse. And she, you know, had two wonderful home births. I am on the wagon with you of, I think I've just seen so much happen so mine is a little bit different than yours. I am not scarred. I like being in somebody's face. I don't really care about that. Um, just one of the scariest things that has happened to me as a labor nurse came from a patient who on paper would have been a fantastic candidate to have a baby at home. She had no medical history. It was like her third baby. Had a hemoglobin of like 16. Like just some astronomical. <laughs> no, I've never seen that in anybody in my whole life. On paper beautiful would have been a fantastic candidate to have a baby at home that wasn't her desire like she came in and got an epidural like that was but on paper if she wanted to she could have one of the worst postpartum hemorrhages i've ever had in my entire career like the worst one like the one when i tell what's your worst postpartum hemorrhage i told the story about this girl because it was literally no medical history not even gbs positive like nothing was wrong nothing that would have made you think this this shit about to hit the fan. Sorry, okay, sorry. <laughs> Nothing on paper said that until her baby came out and her placenta didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, no ultrasound said it. Not again. It was a beautiful delivery. I didn't even have second hands in the room for the delivery. That's how uncomplicated everything was. Just me and the midwife. Baby comes out beautiful. Eight nine Abgard. I don't even need no help. Like that's how that's how chill the delivery is. And her placenta didn't release. Placenta ain't came out nowhere. Because she was bleeding? Yeah. 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 Did she no. <laughs> no, she did not. Just placenta just, just didn't want to come. Didn't want to come. So that's why when when I hear home birth, I'm like, oh, yeah, everything looks great. And it looks like it's going to be fine. But what about the time that it isn't? Uh, yeah. What about the time that it like isn't? So a lot of times midwives who do home birth, they come with oxygen. They come with like, right. they got their bag in tow. Right, 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 right. They're ready. Right. And, I, and I've seen some water births like, on oh, not home water births, but it was a water birth, but it was a home birth. And like, I can see things in the background. I'm like, okay, they came prepared to do what they need to do. Right, if right, something hit the right. fan, like they're ready. It is not. And at least I don't think it is. Let me tell you. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, please correct me. Yeah. I don't think they, because you don't know how long you're going to be there. Right. 
You can't just, and where do you get the blood from? You know, it's not like the hospital register where I can't just run over. Yeah, hey, can you bring, can you bring me two units of O'Neill real quick? I gotta go to this Herman That's not how that works. And you can't call the, you, you can't call Red Cross and be like, let me just hold two units real quick, just in case. You can't do that. And so, yeah, so again, my worst postpartum hemorrhage of my career was that woman. And on paper, again, if somebody had said, oh, she wants to do a home birth, I guarantee you no midwife would have told her no because nothing on that paper would have t- gave them an inkling. Like, oh, no, she's high risk. No, she was actually very low risk, which is why it nobody expected it. I feel like stuff like that is like... It is, no, no, no. Now it is. It is one in a million. But I don't want it to be on the million time when I'm at the house <laughs> and ain't got nothing. I can't get to OR. I have no blood. I have, you know, I have no OR. I don't have anything. Yeah. And so that's why I'm a little like, oh, things can't go. Again, another time. <laughs> God, I've had some crazy still happen. Another time uh, was not expecting uh, to have a shoulder dystocia. Little tiny mama, not even a, another time. It was just me, the attending, and the the snub take. I didn't even have a second pair of hands. Whole sh- post whole shoulder dystocia. Like I had to pull the emergency cord, get another pair of hands. I think did we end up breaking the clavicle? I think just like to get it out. And I mean, tiny little six pound something baby. Oh, wow. Yeah, but again, just one of those instances where it's like blah. blah, blah. Yeah, you know, but I mean, like for something like that, because what we don't want to do is scare the girl. Sorry. Okay. That was a whole lot of scary stuff that we just said. And that's I don't want to deter you from that. I think what I do, if that is your because I have a friend who had a fantastic first delivery. Her son's like 10 right now. But she said if she ever had another one, she would most certainly want to do at home. I said, and that's fine. And again, on paper perfect candidate her first baby came out she got labored at home went to the hospital within like minutes had a baby first baby on paper she's a fantastic candidate and i would certainly support her in that choice if she chose to have a baby at home um but i would also of course make sure she has the right midwife and we are somewhere where we are within minutes of getting to a hospital if something happens i think that that just be scaring me like Okay, girl. Right, but, you know, like, it's different because you don't have the same resources. And I'm so used to having resources right. at my, like, the, I hit a button and I got 15 people in the room that I need. That overhead page of any OB in-house. Correct. Know, correct. You, you don't have that at home. And okay, I think I that's what gets my nerves a little uneasy. But some people, again, I, I think it's a wonderful experience because, again, we know somebody who has had two beautiful home births and has had no issues whatsoever. Right. Lines that do births, they are typically they've been doing this for oh baby yeah you can you can you can trust them with your life yeah. you can trust them with your life for it's sure like, make sure that that's the kind of yes you want somebody who has been there done that and knows how to hold it together and can and can tell you okay I had this happen with a patient and it didn't go so well but we still ended up with a good outcome if you ask like if you desire that. You know, like talk to your midwife and be like, in the event of an emergency, what can what's your plan? What's your plan? What's your plan? What's your exit strategy? <laughs> yeah, what's your exit strategy? Yeah. I feel like midwives that do home births and stuff like that. They have right? one. They know they they have an exit strategy. Like yeah. 
Oh no, baby, if this go down, I got this, this, and this in the bag, right. and I'm gonna keep you alive till we get to till we get to to the big house. Yeah. And like, I feel like, you know how you have your nurse spidey sense. Mm-hmm. You have a midwife spike. Oh yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, and like two of the midwives that train me have a spidey sense. Oh man, I will thank her over and over again because she taught me so mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Um, but she will be the first to be like, mm-hmm. uh-uh. and she's done. She's done home birth. She's done the reservation, like Indian reservation. Mm-hmm. She, I would trust her with my life yeah. if I was delivering. Yeah. Um, but like she's been doing this for years. And she she has a plan B, C, D, and E. Mm-hmm. And just make sure you have that kind of midwife. Yeah. 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 And if I know the midwife that you're talking about, I agree. She and she if they like when you were at that birth center, mm-hmm. they if someone right, they were sending that patient over to the okay. hospital. Yeah. Uh, they would be like, No, 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 you got you. I'm sitting there. They would call. Be like, we got a patient over here. Mm-hmm. Something this, 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 this. We're sending her over. Like they would be you quick to like send her. Mm-hmm. You like very holistic. Yes. So if they were sending somebody over, they needed to be right. over, and they would do that if they yeah. needed to. Yeah. Shout out to them. Mm-hmm. I hope they're listening. Y'all know who y'all are. Yeah, they know. <laughs> <laughs> and let. But not least, we're just gonna um wrap up with a couple of different kinds of birth. Um, and that's an unmedicated and a medicated birth. This isn't um doesn't really have so much to do with where you deliver, it's just how you choose to do so. Um, in the labor world over the last maybe like couple years or so, I myself have started to not say natural birth or no. Because I wholeheartedly all birth is natural. Absolutely. It all is. Um, whether you have a vaginal delivery, C section, you have a epidural, unmedicated, all birth is natural. It doesn't I don't however you have a baby, you 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 big dog to me, because I ain't done it before. <laughs> you big dog to me. I don't care how you did it. Okay. You are superwoman to me. Uh, and we'll continue, and always will be, because you did, you made, you grew that, you grew that, girl. I, I ain't done it. So listen, I, I love it. I love it. Um, so we've started to change our language a bit and use unmedicated versus medicated instead of saying, and na- oh, I had an all natural delivery. And some people, I've noticed, they're saying natural. Just because it was a vaginal delivery. They didn't necessarily, like, they could be fully epiduralized and they'll still say, oh, I had a natural delivery. And they're like, mm, what do you mean? Well, I would be interested to ask, like, well, what's an unnatural If you're having a natural delivery. What's unnatural? What's unnatural? Yeah. Mm. Super it's It's all natural. That's why. Natural. It's a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trick question. There is no right answer. It's all natural. Every yeah. single bit of it. Yeah. So, with that being said, you're either going to have a medicated delivery in which you receive some kind of medication to help you cope, or you're going to have an unmedicated delivery, mm-hmm. which typically involves no medication or at maximum, maybe like Tylenol or like an IV pain medication. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. And even, that's even going a little further. If, I, if you say unmedicated, I'm assuming you had absolutely nothing on board. Right. You you was out there just doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, medicated, I say IV pain medicine, um, epidural, 
whatever you chose to receive <laughs> um, to cope to cope with your pain again doesn't make you less of anything because no. no, no, no. I already told you how I'm trying to go spinal c-section home like that's 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 that's, that's my preference um yeah that's me wow we covered a lot we covered a lot if you need to rewind you know and take some notes that's fine too um and of course also like reach out to us and be like okay so you said this what do that mean that listen we will be more than happy more than happy to to reach out and and answer any questions that you guys have I hope you have enjoyed this. Like I said, we covered a lot. Um, and this, the way we ended this episode is really going to tie into the next episode. I think the next episode is going to be another good one because it's a lot of information and a lot of things that people don't know are out there. Like a lot of different options. A lot of different options. And I think it's going to... Medication versus... Mm-hmm. Coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Y'all gonna learn day. All right. But thank you for coming to the laborhood. We hope you guys enjoyed and we can't wait to see you next time. And as always, you're free to go, friend. Bye.